When I was very young, 10 years old, my father wrote me and he told me, this is the grave of Goya, but the body has no head. So I was so impacted that after years I had the idea of uh, making movies and then I said, okay, we should tell this story uh, with a movie. And there was a very fortunate link with France because Goya had gone into exile in 1824, mm-hmm. come to France, come mm-hmm. to Bordeaux, and that must have added an extra layer of interest to the story. A sad reason is the exile of Goya for political problems with the king of Spain. In this period, Bordeaux has a lot of uh, exiled people from Spain, so it's very interesting to research the Spanish life in that period in Bordeaux and then find the places in which Goya was living and developing his last works. It's very interesting because you are investigating at the same time art history and science and a mystery. Yes, I think life is complex and films should be also complex and I mix science and history and normal life in the image with a documentary aesthetic but with the complex of the art like a mirror of our society and of our relationship between our politics and our artists with the present. The body of a dead painter is is a symbol. This relationship between a society and a dead body is a very interesting way to understand how society has their relationship with his past. You make some discoveries, but at the end you still have a sense of a very big question mark hanging over so many issues around this time and around this man. I wanted to show my surprise investigating this history. The film is a documentary, but it's playing with the thriller-style movies. I just wanted to just share with the people my questions and my experience. The narrator is actually talking to Goya. That's something striking about your film. It's a literary style to be more close to Goya because as Goya is dead, it's a way to get Goya alive, no? And in the same way, we can spy in a conversation between two dead persons and allow me a big margin to be ironic for speculations, for express my doubts. You use historical documents, obviously, Goya's paintings, drawings. You go back and visit the places where he lived. But you use images that you've taken today and sometimes with some amusing liaisons. Yes, this is the link uh, between the present and the past, just for give the, the sensation that a lot of amazing tales and histories are happening all the time. And it's for me important also to give to the viewer the opportunity of uh, link by themselves the present and the past, just uh, give the opportunity of participating in this history. There's a certain mood of nostalgia, a sense of injustice at the way such a great painter was treated, notably when you're talking about the way two of his very important paintings, the black paintings, showed up at the Universal Exhibition of 1878 in Paris. Yeah, no very much people have seen this photograph and uh, a lot of strange things happen uh, with Goya and the mood of the film is nostalgic because I just 
took directly for the Goya's mood because uh, his works are like sad, nostalgic, and I just take the aesthetic of this movie directly from Goya. Also, the asynchronicity between the images and text, as in Goya draw some things and then he wrote a text. So I wanted to make something similar. How long did it take you to make this film? Almost uh, all my decade, from the 30 till the 40s. But I think that um, a good movie needs a lot of time and impatient. We wish you all the very best with Oscuro y Lucientes. Thank you very much, Samuel Alarcón. Thank you to you. You are very welcome.